0: Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to The Drew Barrymore Show ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Achieving
1: a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret?
3: Okay, welcome everybody. Are you ready to hit the good news headlines? Yeah, let's do it. You ready? Hi, buddy. Hi. hi. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, yeah. People Magazine just released their changing the world issue, which highlights incredible girls who are changing the world. Like 16-year-old Anna Kathleen Devald from Soldotna, Alaska, who founded an environmental program called POP, Promote Our Pollinators, which aims to educate communities about how important bees are to our ecosystem. And it's on newsstands right now, and if you wanna learn more about Anna and all the incredible girls in this issue, go to our Instagram and our TikTok and peoplemagazine.com. Ross, how great is this? Get people. See why the bees are buzzing.
2: We got it right here.
3: Look who's in the back page <gasps> of People Magazine, none other than Constance Wu. Yeah. She's yes. gonna be on this program today. And I cannot wait to get into all the things. I love People Magazine because I feel like it's, you know, a lot like the show i am we are trying to make here. It's, it's something for everyone. It's a little bit of everything. Totally, Constance Wu's coming up too. I right know. Now.
2: All right, uh, you tease this. It's from the New York Post. They're reporting a James Bond producer revealed a small clue about who could be the next 007. And, uh, well, it looks like the rumored frontrunners, Tom Hardy and Idris Elba, may not fit the bill. Sorry, everyone, because apparently the producers are looking for actors in their 30s, which means I won't be James Bond either. All right, By I know, way, I'm shocked. the that is the James Bond I want to see. <laughs> I'm, it's, I'm 007,
3: I'm more like double, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> (laughs) Well, I got excited about this because I have real, like, uh, opinions about Bond. Who do you think it should be? Well, I do think it should be Idris Elba, period. Period, done. That one is, like, a done deal. But, Mm -hmm. you know, and I've heard them say, because again, I read all the stuff on Bond, that they say it will not be a woman, no matter what, Bond is a man. Mm-hmm. But they are open to like a sub franchise of Bond for a woman. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, but we did a little casting of our own and we yeah. put up these gentlemen as options. All right, we have Miles Teller. Okay. On, uh, they like them. We longer. have Michael B. Jordan. Yes. Ever so fetching Henry Goulding. He'd be great. Great. Um, or Golding, I believe it is. And uh, Sebastian Stan. Ah! Oh God. By the way, I also love Sean Poyega. <laughs> oh, I yeah. would see him in anything any day. Can I
2: throw out a Harry Styles? Oh. Would be good. I'm just saying.
3: Styles. Harry, Harry
2: Styles. Styles. Yeah. It works. It totally works.
3: Oh my God. If it
2: happens, you saw it here first, you got it? You really did, Get cause it that's is.
3: nowhere. Mm, All right, agree. well next up is a very polarizing fashion debate. According to Vogue, a questionable Y2K fashion trend is making a comeback. So if you love wearing skirts, but hate having bare legs, rejoice, because wearing a pant over a skirt is cool, or wearing a skirt over a pant is now cool again. Mm. Ross, what do you think about this trend?
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> So this was cool a while ago, and you know what they say, some some things never change. I didn't like it then, and I don't like it now. It's... (laughs) It's like wearing a sandal and then shoving that into a shoe. Why? You already got a sandal on, honey. You're doing it the most. So it's like the turducken of fashion. It is the turducken of fashion, and it's too much. (laughs) Okay. You you did it. That was great. Thank you. Yeah. You know, and I get maybe it's cold outside, but just think about like a knit tight or something like that. Just do us all a favor, don't do it. Don't do it. Or do. Or do whatever you want, but I don't have to like it. All right, finally, now we're all familiar with the phrase, TikTok made me buy it, right? We've all said that. Well, now we won't even have to open up another app to buy stuff because Mashable reports TikTok is partnering with live shopping platforms, Talk Shop Live. So now when you're on TikTok, they can feature products they're selling during a TikTok Live and viewers can click on it and just buy what they want from a, a sidebar on the screen. I'm for it. Can I tell you, I'm exhausted from all the clicking I do all day long. Give me one less thing to click. Thank you, TikTok. I'm in, if I want it. I bought it. Gee thanks, just got it.
3: I actually do Talk Shop Lives um, for the beautiful brand and we've done one for Flower Hair Tools. Yeah. I love a Talk Shop Live. I absolutely love um, learning things off social media that will enhance my life. So now if you can just do this, I am all for it. It just makes it easier, right? I actually talked to the people at TikTok because I was like, why can't we buy off of TikTok? Yeah, We're sending people to space. <laughs> why is this not possible?
2: Thank you. There's sugar-free ice cream.
3: Why can't we have everything? <laughs> so guess what? Prayer's answered. You, you, you did it, shut. TikTok, yeah. and Rossi, it says in the monitor that you have some big news. What is it? You don't.
2: Well, I'm not pregnant, everyone. All right, but <laughs> I do. I do have uh, big news. I have a brand new podcast out, everybody, and it's so
3: fun. Oh yeah, that's
2: what we're talking that, about. It's called Hello Ross. My first episode was with Chelsea Handler. I I listened, you did, and I could
3: not have loved it more, Ross. Thank you. I really, I actually got a lot out of it. It means a lot I to really me. I really did. Chelsea was great. Guy Fieri was just <gasps> on. Who oh my gosh, you got Guy Fieri!
2: Yeah, for a real intent, and it's Guy Fieri. Like you've never heard him before. We talk about <laughs> love and loss, and why he officiated a hundred same-sex weddings, and things you don't know about him. And Sally Jesse Raphael's coming on. You're going to come on. I- Thank you, I'm so proud
3: of it. You know, I love having a good adult conversation and I don't like to get heavy. I wanna get deep and then I wanna find the light. Yeah, totally. Go down fine, but come back up. And guess what, we're gonna do that exactly with Constance Wu Mm. in our brand new set that she is going to do with us for the very first time. You won't wanna miss this, come right back. is a self-identified typical middle child. She's also the author of a new riveting and raw collection of personal essays called Making a Scene. This book is everywhere right now. When people write books, you wonder, are they gonna go there? Well, I think Constance Wu has set a new bar. Please welcome Constance Wu. Okay, your outfit is so amazing, by the way. I am a bouquet. You are a human bouquet. (laughs) Yes. You really have written something that is raw, vulnerable, real, confident, poetic, and I just absolutely love the way that you write. Um, So you put out this tweet and it was about, you know, you had just done Hustlers with Thoreen. This yeah. is literally like one of my oldest and dearest friends. So, um, She's the best. you know, you do her film Hustlers, your career trajectory is skyrocketing. You throw out some tweets and you're you're on a show. And one of the things that a lot of people don't understand is there's a reason people are scared to get on a television show. is because they have you under contract for almost literally what can near a decade. And you chose to speak out about that and talk about the realities of what that is. And there was aftermath about that. How dare you? How? What, wait, we don't talk about these things.
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I don't think I chose to do it. I think I was a little bit impulsive and reckless um, because I did have big feelings because I had suppressed a lot of abuse I'd suffered over the years on that show in an attempt to sort of preserve its reputation because it was such a like, shining beacon of representation for Asian Americans. Yep. And for me to talk about the sexual harassment that I suffered the first two years at the hands of a producer who had done so much great work for the Asian American community, it was such a conflict in my heart, because it's like, on the other hand, he does all this great work for the Asian American community, but he's also like sexually harassing me and saying inappropriate things and controlling me, but saying it's really he's protecting me, is what he was saying. And I was so new to the industry. I had just like quit waitressing a few months prior to fresh off the boat. And I was scared of being fired. I kind of reached a boiling point and I behaved out of character, but. When this happened, it felt like my whole community turned against me, like the Asian-American community, and really wanted to shame me. Um, So much to the point where one of my former Asian colleagues, an actress, um, DM'd me and told me that I was a disgrace and a blight on the community and that, essentially, she said that it would be better if I just didn't exist. And I, yeah, I ended up almost killing myself and I ended up in the psychiatric ER of... um, of the hospital cuz my friend found me and you know took me And it really made me, like I thought that I could handle it, but it really made me reevaluate everything I'd been holding back for all those years in service of helping the Asian American community. And it made me realize, actually, I think the Asian American community needs to own up to its history of sexism, misogyny, and patriarchal values, because we don't talk about that, because all we're talking about is positive representation, which is an illusion. Nobody is all positive. We need whole human (laughs) representation. Thank you, you know. I love your
3: boldness, I love your bravery and I do believe that it will go out there and matriculate to other people, finding their courage, figuring out ways in which to put them that are cathartic, healthy channels. Um, You know, you talk about your relationship with your sister, why are Sisters and that relationship so complex.
1: That's actually my favorite chapter it in is? the book. It is? Yeah. I mean, it's so special because I don't think we often see the complexity of it. We either see it as catfight fight or like, oh, we love each other. And it's, there are so many colors in between, and it continues to evolve. It's not like a static relationship. I talk about how we were really close when we were kids, and then when I went to middle school, it kind of fractured because she started having her own friends and I was scared that she didn't like me or need me anymore so I acted like I didn't need her and our relationship became kind of fractured. And then when I brought this essay back to her to be like, hey, I wrote this, is it okay if I publish it? She wrote me back and she said, I think the one thing you're missing is that I was your follower and that I missed you too. And that broke my heart. Cause all those years ago, I thought she didn't need me anymore. And that's what hurt me. And she said, I missed you too. And now we're even closer. She's about to have a kid of her own. No. It's like, it keeps evolving and growing. You it's know? so funny. Whenever anyone asks me about
3: my two daughters, like, do they get along? I'm like, there is no simple answer to yeah, that question. Yeah, sometimes.
1: Yes. And sometimes not. And it'll continue to evolve, but they'll always be sisters. Always. Well, and that's what it is. You know, there's sort of an old-fashioned
3: nature to television of the '60s and '70s, where we got to sit down and kind of have these interesting conversations. Yeah. And so I wanted to hearken back to that time, and we built the set, and this is the very first segment we're doing on it. Wow! Oh, so what I want to thank you, thank you, for <clears throat> kicking off this room in a way that I could have only ever wished to have these kinds of conversations yeah. because I like to be silly. I like to be funny. I'm like a complete sobber. I, I love crying. Oh, I can't I cry help a lot. it. I already cried once during the interview. And I love that you're a sobber. I am too. What do you... Let's make sobbing cool. Exactly. And yeah. what okay. do you do? When I sob, I eat. I like,
1: I like to eat my feelings. I like, to, I like comfort food. I like something similar to eating. Um, it's another sensory thing, which is, you know, aromatherapy certain scents just calm you down or bring back memories. Like a freshly baked cinnamon roll, which I used to make at the bakery. It's like, it's the most amazing smell. You can't be unhappy when you smell a freshly baked cinnamon roll.
3: You make cinnamon rolls. Yes. (laughs) Will you teach me how to make your cinnamon rolls? I would love to teach you. Seriously? Yes. Um, We're gonna be uh, here with Constance (laughs) and we're gonna learn how to bake her cinnamon rolls. who has just released a very personal collection of essays entitled, Making a Scene. And the second chapter in the book is about your first job, working in a bakery and you had a certain specialty that you're gonna demo for us today. And no matter what mood you're in or what the weather is outside, I don't think there's anything more hypnotic (laughs) than the scent
1: of? A freshly baked cinnamon roll. I mean, come on! So yes, I love getting to use these. All right. Well, this these, this has been pre-rolled for us. But my favorite part is you get soft room temperature butter, and then you just spread it around like finger painting. And this was always my favorite part is oh. feeling the cold. Wait, I know we're gonna have to wash my, my life.: Yeah, you know, is feeling the butter like between your. Oh wow, fingers. it is super sensual. I feel yeah. like we're in ghost right now. We are. I should like. Where's Whoopi? (laughs) Then you pour the cinnamon. You sort of spread it evenly, the cinnamon sugar, all over. And you want them to have like a perfectly domed kind of rise so they're slightly higher in the center. Yeah, they almost have like a But the thing is, if you roll the beginning- A mound. Well, if you roll the beginning too loose, it'll sink in the bottom. We don't want that. But if you roll it over too tight, it'll pop up over and spill out. (laughs) So you have to do it just right. Like a medium medium roll to start and then tighten as you go along until you sort of have this like snake, the cinnamon snake. Then you just sort of cut the rolls Um, Yeah, and then you just place them three by four or depending on how big your tray is. Um, And some people like icing at the end, you put that on. And it's just the best smell, butter, cinnamon, sugar, um, and dough baking in the oven.
3: Well, I want to make these with my two daughters. And I'm so excited because you have um, this new movie musical coming out called Lyle Lyle Crocodile. And we actually have a clip, check this out.
0: Go of how it has to
3: be. No, you can't plan it in that dance. Gotta lose
0: yourself in the dance. It's perfect, unexpectedly. Mom? When you rip up the rest
3: of That's Sean Mendez. He's a cutie. I mean, oh my God, he's, like, he's a handsome man. Sean Mendez is like Dreamboat. Oh, this isn't bad, actually. Constance Wu, (laughs) I have been so excited to have this conversation with you. I've been so excited to spend time with you. I'm so incredibly inspired by you. Oh, thank you. And I think with this book and the way you've lived your life will be a total inspiration to everyone. Thank you so much. I truly mean it. I hope so, you guys. It will. And Making a Scene is on shelves now. Check out also Lyle Lyle Crocodile yes. in theaters now that I'll be watching with my daughters. Yay! Constance Wu, everybody. With that. I am.
0: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: Welcome back, it is time for In A Minute and Ross and I are at the desk for one more good story that's just too good, we had to squeeze it in. Ready, Rossi? I'm ready to
2: tell you about this. A move over, students of Ohio's Goshen Middle School. There's a new teacher's pet in town. Mm. People reports that the school's facility dog, Meg, sat like a good little girl for her own yearbook photo. Good girl. Oh, good girl. <laughs>
3: look, there she is. Oh the my The two-year-old gosh. Golden Retriever is a beloved member of Goshen's community, offering comfort and support to hundreds of students and staff. And look at her sport, that red <laughs> bandana. Ooh. Oh, Rosie, don't you just love this story? Look at Meg,
2: look at Meg. Oh, oh voted I... most likely to rough.
3: <laughs> oh, voted most likely to steal your heart. Oh. Well everybody, you, that is our show. Thank you so much for coming today. Thank you so much if you're watching at home or on the go, we make this show for you, so just take it with you. It's all yours, <laughs> made for you. <laughs> Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the Drew Barrymore Show podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondry Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com slash survey. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. <laughs> Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto
0: Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.
2: This is Sarah. And this is Beth. And we are Pan Soup Politics, a podcast where we take a different approach to the news. We talk about news, we talk about politics, but we also talk about parenting and travel and pop culture and how all of that affects how we understand the world. We're really different people. Sometimes you'll hear us agree, and sometimes not. We think that's where the fun is. We laugh and learn together and with all of you twice a week, every week. Pantsuit Politics is about engaging with each other and the news without the anxiety and the frustration. We hope you'll join our conversation every Tuesday and Friday because politics doesn't have to be exhausting. Our listeners tell us it's like time spent with your good friends who did their homework.